Happy Friday. It's Friday, October 27th, 2023. I'm Kevin Roman. I'm a designer, stylist, and generally all-around happy guy. Every week, I share a great thought and a great song. We all deserve a dose of encouragement, a fun tune, and a reason to smile. This is Happy Friday. Double, double toil and trouble. Fire burn and cauldron bubble. Eye of newt and toe of frog. Wool of bat and tongue of dog. Double, double toil and trouble. Like a hell broth boil and bubble. Happy Friday! <laughs> Several years ago, I was in Philadelphia on a cool, crisp October day, walking through Old City and stumbled on a troop of redcoats. That's right, white breeches, feathered black felt hats and vivid, gold-buttoned red jackets. These British were occupying Philadelphia. At least, this is exactly what they were reenacting. The 1777 nine-month occupation of the city by the British. It wasn't just their bright outfits that caught my attention. The puzzle pieces of history snapped into place. Where was the Continental Army during this time? Twenty miles away in Valley Forge. That's right, the hellish winter George Washington and his troops suffered outside of Philadelphia was because the city was occupied by the British. History has a way of repeating itself, its wars and its hellish occupations. But what is this hell of which we speak? The modern-day legend of hell isn't found in biblical writings. Throughout early scripture, the most we get is Sheol, literally the grave, a godless, neutral state of lifeless wandering that was thought to be everyone's destiny. You lived and you died. That was it. During this primitive age where thunder and lightning were the voices of the gods and deities shared divine messages through dreams, there was no real thought of an afterlife. Biblical Israelites had no imagined hell to speak of. We owe that to the influence of the Greeks. The Greeks maintained an evolved concept of justice and furthered the idea of the body and soul as separate elements. Oh, this opens up so many possibilities. Greek and other ancient myths of an afterlife mingled together, until just before the time of Christ, throughout the Middle East, 
the Neopythagoreans were spreading their warnings of tormenting fire and scalding pits of brimstone, all crafted from the images of their own landscape of Sicilian volcanoes. How convenient. And when the apocalyptic kingdom of heaven on earth never arrived, reward and punishment got pushed into a spiritual afterlife. Yeah, that's when that'll happen. Even today, the Catholic Church views hell as more of a state of being than a physical place. So when its justification seems so flimsy, why hold on to hell at all? Why scream and preach? threatening eternal fire as punishment for not following the one true way. Why create hell at all? Because it works. Hell motivates. Threats of punishment and destruction are effective. Beating you to death into oblivion works until it doesn't. Eventually, people wise up and realize you only want to control them. Control is power, and power is addictive. The line between control and domination gets awfully blurry. What happens when it doesn't work anymore? At what point do we realize hell doesn't pay? At the beginning of the pandemic, New Testament scholar and historian Bart Ehrman published a book, Heaven and Hell, A History of the Afterlife, where he explores much deeper this construct of religion influenced by the Greeks, Romans, and others. It's ironic that we give so much weight to these stories and fables when it seems they're just making it up as they go. But it's precisely this attachment that becomes problematic. One thing Bart said in an interview with Terry Gross sticks in my mind. If you think a cause is supernatural, then you don't have much motivation to find a natural solution. So where does that leave us? Are we doomed to create hell on earth? When we decide our gods are on our side, we have very little reason to change our ways. We should know by now that's a dead end. Just look at history. Life itself requires us to be open to change in order to live together. Trying to force your way without thought for others is, at best, ineffective, and at worst, evil. We created hell to divide people. If the righteous are to be rewarded, then what do we do with the others? How arrogant of us. You really want to be righteous? There's only one way. Do good.
Hell is all about destruction, and that's always how it's wielded: to destroy, divide, and isolate people. Do we really need more of that? We've come full circle in constructing and deconstructing the myth of hell. You know what's more important? How we're operating today, how we're treating each other right now. Rina Sawayama says, "When the world tells us we don't deserve love and protection, we have no choice but to give love and protection to each other." I love that. And I love her song, "This Hell." I hope you like it. Every week, find a link to Friday's song in the show notes in your podcast app and online at the website happyfriday.fm. And if you want to make a change, remember one thing: do good. Thanks so much for listening. We've made it through hellish times before. This is not the end of the world. You know why? Because we've got each other. Connect with me online and on Instagram at happyfriday.fm. Now go have a happy Friday.